Welcome to Iona, a podcast delving into mystery and feminine systems, ancient, modern, and conceptual. I'm Allie Kessler of Cosmo Muse, astrologist and muse of seasonal rhythm. I'm Anne-Marie Vivienne, and I am the founder of Wisdom Anthologies. I am a philosopher, documentarian, and a poet, and I research naturalist systems and Hello and welcome to Iona episode 15, Zoom edition. Uh, we've entered the, the extra level of technology this time around with everyone who's been shut down and quarantining. Um, hope you're all doing well and safe. Um, so this episode, we'll be um, talking through, I'm sure what a lot of you are feeling and sensing of just kind of a breakdown of old values and patterns and systems and the need to um, you construct um, new value systems to move forward. I keep thinking evolution, not revolution at this point. We don't want to go back necessarily, but want to move forward in um, visionary and imaginative ways, which I think will take a lot of effort and imagination, but hopefully some of us have a lot more time on our hands to do so. And so that's what we'll be talking about today. So Allie's going to start us off by we drew cards a different deck this time because we're in different places. Um, so I'll let Allie start. Yes and I just have to throw a disclaimer out. We're usually at Anne's house because it's nice and calm there. So I'm zooming from home and have two very rambunctious puppies. So if you hear sounds that sound like something's being killed it's that <laughs> don't worry <laughs> they they just are friendly and playing they sound it's a breed of dog that has different vocal cords and so it's not a normal sound <laughs> anyway <laughs> um okay so that aside um i drew the goddess sieg which is quiet time Take some quiet time alone to rest, meditate, and contemplate. And it's a, the message is um, quiet, dear one. Um, let your mind be still. Breathe and let go of words, worry, and plans. Go into that space of silence deep within you, that vortex of peace where the world doesn't matter. Now is the time to retreat in silence and spend time alone. I'll lovingly help you rejuvenate and recenter yourself. Don't try to make any decisions now. Just allow your mind to be at rest. You'll know soon enough when it's time to take action. But for now, quiet your mind and rest. And I needed to hear that. I'm like in this teeny tiny break between semesters and my brain is just like melted and I'm completely in inertia, unable to do any mental work, like being physical has been okay. I've been out and doing stuff, but I've had some projects I wanted to get to during my break that needed some mind power. And I just, I just can't do it. <laughs> and I had promised a few people I was going to do a breath work during the break. And I'm just like, I just, I just can't. And I've been feeling so guilty and tired and like, is this how my spring is going to be? So this card was really nice to get that sort of, um, you know, that there were two sentences, just allow your mind to rest. You'll know soon enough when it's time to take action. So I'm like, okay, I, I needed to hear that. <laughs> I drew Sekhmet goddess um her theme is about being strong which feels so 
spot on and also in a paradoxical way for me, so, um, which I love. Um, so she says, uh, you are stronger than you think you are and your strength assures a happy outcome. See yourself as strong and victorious. Don't complain about anything. Don't blame anyone or any condition. You're the embodiment of strength, not victimhood. As you rise above the old tendencies and see yourself in the new light of beautiful feminine strength, your life will automatically shift in miraculous ways. You'll attract new opportunities, forms of abundance and relationships to help you manifest your highest potential. Being strong means seeing yourself in the most favorable light you can imagine. Be real, allow yourself to feel genuine emotions, but most of all, be strong. Don't underestimate yourself. Um, and I have to add this other part that says engage in weight training exercises to make your body stronger. So I love that it brings up being strong in my feminine strength because that's everything that's been um, kind of unfolding for me is I feel like over the past year, like I thought I had started a feminine journey into the depths and I feel like, oh, now, now I think I'm starting like, I thought I had kind of gone dark and into a yin place, but I think I'm really about to dive down into that. And um, I've been feeling like I've really simplified my life socially and I'm doing even more now and, um, and just wanting to do my own thing and be still in me, which means doing everything I want to do. So that <laughs> means I'm like, on a personal, like just me on my own, um, giving myself permission to run as I wanna run and do all I wanna and have fun. And nobody can tell me that I'm doing too much. And um, so I feel like, you know, I'm gonna need some strength to, to keep up the pace I wanna keep up, but also strength to preserve my me time, my inward time, um, strength to trust my intuition and strength to trust that feminine power, which is that kind of mystery and the, the receptiveness of that. And I love in the, the description of Sekhmet, you know, that things will unfold automatically as I embrace my feminine power. And so just, Trusting that I don't always have to force things into my life and force things to happen and that things, you know, will, as I'm doing what I love and I'm passionate about without any expectations or deadlines or, you know, looking for results that um, magic, magic will happen and the miraculous will happen. So that feels really good. So I'm ready to be strong. <laughs> Yay, Sekhmet. <laughs> Um, okay, so diving into episode 15, um, just going to touch on the astrology real quick, and then we'll kind of spin off of conversations from those themes. Um, so we're in, in a Taurus season currently, and um, we're recording this on Wednesday evening, the 6th. So the Scorpio full moon is going to be up tonight. Technically, it's um, exactly full really early tomorrow morning. But in our night sky, it will probably be at its fullest night point tonight. Um, so it's a time of some polarity happening with the axis of value. So Taurus is about personal value, and that's where the sun is. That's where we're feeling creative. And the full moon is illuminating um, where we share value and sort of those scorpionic themes of power and control and death and transformation, which are the things that come up when we share. We kind of run into power issues, and we have to transform and rise above things and root out where we're kind of blocked or leaking our power so there's just you know a lot of renovating work with Scorpio <laughs> um so 
going back, I kind of want to start with the Taurus side before I um, dive more into the full moon. So my style of astrology, I feel like the signs go through 19 year cycles. So they have their continuous expression, the qualities we all associate with signs, but they also go through kind of um, rebirths and teenage cycles and adult cycles and elderly cycles. <laughs> and, um, right now that Taurus energy is in a very, very elderly state and it's in an irreverent one where it's sort of been like, been there, done that. Um, you can't hold me to the constructs anymore because I just don't really care. <laughs> so I'm gonna, you know, like we love seeing that portrayed in movies, like this super irreverent grandma that's just like, I'm gonna smoke at the dinner party if I want to, or <laughs> like whatever, swear at the storm in front of proper company. Like I don't really care. <laughs> like I've just been there, done that, I'm done with it, you know? So Taurus is in that mood, but Taurus is a very sort of, um, I don't know if I would say quiet sign, but it's, um, it, it really wants to approach things with a lot of pleasure. So it's not really like in its roots, it's not a very irreverent sign in general. It's just more about beauty and pleasure. It's ruled by Venus. So I feel like when this happens, when that quality, when the Taurus is elderly, it's just more like um, trying to, instead of being like revolting and I don't know, protesting and resisting, it's just kind of quietly observing and looking at new ways and feeling its senses in new ways and just sort of experimenting um, with pleasure and with value. And I feel like, you know, right now is it, it just feels potent in the air. Like a lot of people are losing jobs or having to work differently. And it's just, we're at this a little bit of a pause and it gives us time to observe and sort of think about why, we value our constructs the way we do and why are we paid in a certain way and why why does society in general value the different things that we work for um a lot of it when you have that kind of slowdown feels so silly and weird and um what is it all for like what? <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Exactly. Am I, I'm lost in my seed, seed land of spaciness. <laughs> like, I'm definitely having that moment. Like, I will share this. Like, I'm definitely a very feminine person. The things that I do, I don't feel like are naturally valued in the constructs of paycheck world. <laughs> so... So it's frustrating for me to try and find my way to engage in society in a, in a way where I feel like I'm getting value back for it. And I'm in school right now, so I don't, I'm not working. So I got one of those stimulus checks and I thought I would be so excited to get it because I don't really have an income and that would help pay for school loans and, you know, just some nice, a little nice bump. And, um, I was, pissed when I got it. I was so mad because it just brought up in me that like I feel like I put so much value into the world and I deserve this check every fucking week. Like <laughs> like why I don't know. It just made me start questioning how our whole system is set up and like you know Amazon trying to push their um deliver I don't know what it was there were some like ground floor type workers that they were trying to push into work and they protested and it was not received well and people got fired and I was just I don't know it just made me mad I'm like the really wealthy people in the world 
they of course want the floor workers to go back to work because they're the ones making them their money. And like wealth should just be redistributed way differently. And it shouldn't, we shouldn't be in this rat race. We shouldn't be, I don't know. I just feel like everyone deserves a lot more respect for their value. And I think that money should re be redistributed. I'm not a communist. <laughs> But I just, I just think that we can do it better. I just think everyone can oh, do resources, resources redistributed differently. Yeah, totally. How we support each other and, you know, something like healthcare for all, you know, like yeah. there's so many different ways that that value can be paid out to people. You know, and you're hearing mothers right now kind of touting, like, now you know what I do all day to the, their spouses that are, off at work when they're home with the kids and it's the unpaid labor and there's so much in the feminine realm there's so much unpaid labor and it's just it frustrated me when I got that stimulus check I'm like I fucking deserve this god damn it like <laughs> yeah. and I sh like I don't know it just really shook something in me where I was like I should just be grateful to get this little bump and I was like it just made me raging mad. <laughs> well, yeah, and I don't know. I just, I think, like I was saying, of um, just how we value things and that, and why is money the ultimate yeah. change? You know, like, why is that the one and only thing in our, you know, are there other ways to, you know, exchange services and goods and, or just having home and shelter the basics, food, how we get food, things like that, and healthcare. And I think getting those checks in the mail, I haven't got mine yet. I was like, because I filed my taxes a little bit later. I'm like, I better get a check. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I mean, I'm fine, you know, so in some ways they do, I don't know, I always have that guilt of maybe someone else could have used it more. But um, the point is, is that the system is broken and the way we value things and the way we value people and that we only value the things that are in the light, the kind of masculine yang things. And like all of a sudden that we've made the things that are seen have to have data and numbers attached to them. Like even artists who create things that are visible, you know, struggle often yeah. or like, I think right now there's a lot of photographers out there who are really struggling and suffering and they're making these things that everyone can see and we consume so many images day in and day out and these photographers I can't you know make a living doing what they do you know and and then you look at impoverished places and they're quarantined with 10 people who live in a one bedroom or a one a one room not a one bedroom like a single room that like I don't know. I'm just like, what is wrong with our world that every person doesn't have some level of dignified standard of living? It right. just feels so strange to me. And I'm going to go on a really strange rant right now. <laughs> so I apologize. I am very aware that this is avant-garde thinking that is a little nuts. Yes. But... The Department of Defense released some footage of, they didn't officially say like UFOs, but of unidentified flying objects is what they were, that they are like, we don't know what they are. We're not going to say that as aliens, <laughs> but we don't know what they were. And we've looked into it and we just don't know. And it could be, there could be explanations for it. I'm aware of this. But one of them in particular just felt so, I mean, it just, it felt like a UFO. And I'm like, if there are aliens out there, which I believe there, I absolutely believe there's intelligent life on other planets, whether they can travel is my question. But that to me felt pretty significant. So I'm like, there's a good chance now in my mind that aliens have seen us or have been here before or whatever there's lots of scenarios but if they're watching they probably see us as such savages 
like they're not going to interact with us if they're intelligent enough to travel through space and time and they come and watch our world like they're either like giving us little bumps of intelligence here and there i don't know or they're watching us and they're like we're not going to interact with those assholes until they know how to like act like a world that is unified and compassionate elevate themselves and compassionate and see that like there shouldn't be all these power plays and statuses and like everyone should be valued for what they contribute yeah and i don't think that that would allow people to be i know that like a lot of people would argue that that would allow people to just siphon off of the system and do nothing. I don't think that that would happen. I think there's a small percentage that would, but I think people are, they all, everyone has a will and they're driven to do things and feel valuable and contribute. So I, I just feel like people would actually contribute more. Right. Well, and I love that. That's my strange rant. I think aliens are watching and we're basically a damn savage world that they're like, hmm, love <laughs> each other and stepping on each other. And yeah, no, not yet. <laughs> well, and I, you know, I, was, I keep joking with Allie that maybe we are the aliens. <laughs> and I, and I think a lot of you feel this way of like, in some ways we're seeing some really great things about humanity and all of this yeah. like the overarching powers that be you know like it doesn't it doesn't like we're being run by inhuman things um like the systems that run us don't even treat us like humans and i think we're all seeing that i think we're all getting angry yeah and i think a lot of us are wanting to detach just like maybe the aliens you know come and see us and they're like no thank you i think a lot of us are seeing some things and saying no thank you i want no part of that anymore and and you know we're really um seeing the roots of these systems that have caused so much suffering and pain and inequality and injustice and it's it's shameful and um you know, yay for all of the lovely memes and the nice things going around. But it's like, at some point, we're gonna have to like start actually um, doing the work to evolve. I think we're all in shock right now. And just like, as things are being unearthed, we're just in shock. And yeah. so, um, yeah, um, when you slow down, you can observe and people are observing now and it's, it is, it is unearthing things that are disturbing and it's not stuff that I think a lot of us haven't seen glimpses of, but that slowness now gives us time to process it and which breaks it down further and which unites people around that resistance and, uh, need for change so well and i think it's it's so overwhelming you know you're aware of these things but to think of actually doing something to change it on an individual level is so overwhelming so i think in a way like one of the silver linings of a pandemic is it made all of us yeah. slow down at once because if you know i've experienced this as i've been trying to slow my life down in certain ways that you know i can see people kind of like at least curious at what I'm doing. Like, why isn't she hustling like either she used to or we expect her to? So it's hard to be the one and only person slowing down and saying, I don't want to buy into this rat race. I don't want to buy into this consumer culture. I don't want to participate in a system that has so much injustice. And so as an individual, it's really hard to pull away from. Yeah, you need systems, and then that's like, what system do you go to? You're just completely unsupported, you know? Right. When mass, yes. when the masses, and that's what this Taurus energy is in, in this irreverent place. It, it um, is typically when groups and masses detach. So we're seeing that mass detachment right now. Um, which it still takes some time to rebirth something new, but just what's happening right now is um, experimentation and visioning. Um, 
yeah, just thinking about the future um, and what that might be. And it can bring up some wacky things, but also some, some very genius things. Um, but I, I think it'll be uh, several more years before it really rebirths into something very new. Um, but it's important to be aware of the cycle because it is right now that we're supposed to be envisioning and resisting and detaching and allowing some bitterness in so that we can detach and detaching so that we can envision and envisioning so that we can plan for a different future. So that's sort of what's important to think about right now. It's not going to manifest right at this moment and immediately, but it's a process and it should be taken seriously. So. <laughs> I love that. And I'm thinking, I'm loving just kind of thinking of this, you know, old woman <laughs> in, yeah. but in Taurus kind of mode. And it makes me, it really resonates with me because I feel like everything I've ever wanted to do in my life is around creating beauty and harmony and like, why does that feel so revolutionary? And why do I feel my whole life people have like not taken me seriously because I want a more beautiful world. I want a more beautiful experience. I want a more sensual experience. Yeah. And people have laughed that off as like, oh, that's idealistic or you're just too romantic. And it's like, no, I, I really do feel like these things aren't, I'm not, you know, I'm not envisioning impossible things. It's just about shifting values and what do people prioritize. And I, I hope that like what people are envisioning, I know I'm envisioning things that are really beautiful and healing and um, remind us how we're all interconnected. And uh, with you bringing up um, Taurus being ruled by Venus, you know, just like, I love that. Of love and beauty, and um, and I feel like it's so funny that that's that's the evolution. Like, can we move into a more beautiful world? Yeah. And well, and thinking even like some bigger patterns that's worth bringing in here in astrology is um, so Saturn and Jupiter have this interesting pattern where they. They only meet up in the sky every 20 years because they move at a similar pace. Jupiter moves a little bit faster than Saturn. So it takes a long time for them to meet up at a same degree because Jupiter has to sort of lap Saturn, um, which just, it takes a long time because yeah, they're moving at a similar pace. But um, so that happens every 20 years. And for 200-ish years, I'm kind of generalizing this whole thing, but you'll get the idea. So every 200, so they meet up every 20 years, and for 200 years, they will meet up in one element. And it's been in the earth element, and that's what's been our age of industrialization. And it's been very earth-focused and materialistic and matter-focused. And this December uh, 21st, so basically on um, winter solstice, they start a new 200-year pattern in the air signs. In, and this one in specific will be Aquarius, which is sort of the uh, energy that Taurus is wrapped up in right now. So it's about envisioning that for the future, everything's going to come up off the the ground and more into um, probably, you know, like I, I think we're gonna have more technological advancements. Um, it's gonna be a lot about communication, which we already have, which is a whole nother, I'm hoping that refines communication instead of just makes it more. Um, but when you think about that, and then you think about Taurus and values feeling ready to shake things up and think differently. I'm thinking about the Venus, the old grandma Venus, hmm. that's lived through the age, the industrial age and the misogyny and the trophy wife. And um, 
is just kind of sick of it and thinking about how beauty and value can maybe rebirth into a time that's just more egalitarian, a time that's more, um, you know, Taurus does like to focus, you know, it is an earth sign, so it does like that matter and material and um, the earthy things, but, you know, in this elderly phase, it's giving her a little bit more inclination to think more abstractly and differently and um, challenge what, what is beautiful and what is, um, but I think she's done with being a trophy. She's done with <laughs> the, the feminine being sort of valued in a misogynistic way. Yeah, I love that um, insight. It's um, making me just feel like, yeah, instead of using the earth and extracting all we can from it, maybe we might actually start to appreciate the earth. And so it yeah. becomes like that sort of materialism where we're just, we're swept off our feet by nature and that we have enough. And why do we think we need so many things when we have so much material matter in the natural world that we should be preserving and yeah and appreciating so it's like appreciating the woman instead of making her the trophy wife right <laughs> yeah totally yeah. um i'm gonna let you talk for a minute because i've got to get my cord to plug in Okay. <laughs> You're <sighing>. sorry. <laughs> and here's Anne taking the floor. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I just, um, I think to the pacing and how fast we're moving is going to, the slowdown, like, I've been, I've been slowing down personally for the past, I don't know, year and a half, two years. And just have been really wanting more people to get on board and I never thought it would come through a pandemic which is has so many terrifying um, aspects to it but um, I don't know I feel like you can't experience and know beauty and experience and know these things unless you slow down and so I'm just hoping that we all are taking the opportunity and I, I, I always feel so guilty when all of a sudden I have this realization of like, and here I am, I live alone and I have no children. So I have all the time in the world to be contemplative about this and to think about how I want to be moving forward in this. But I think the slowing down and moving slower is also a big piece of what shift has to happen. Like you were saying, Allie, with like information, like not more but refining, yeah. and I think that that word refinement is a slow process. And I think we've been so impatient with ourselves and demanding of each other of expecting change and certain things to happen and having deadlines and these crazy fast expectations. And I just hope we can be a little more gentle with ourselves and each other of just like, even though we're all really, I think, eager and anxious for things to change. But like you were saying, Ali, like this is gonna take time. And I think part of, cultiva part of cultivating beauty is cultivating patience. Like for me, things that don't take patience don't have the same kind of beauty, like a quick fix or a quick this or that, just doesn't have that beauty ring to it. So um, the slowdown seems, like the timing in and of itself to shift our value around timing seems really important too. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's so many other big cycles playing out in astrology right now that I think I've touched on in previous episodes. And it's, I don't know, it, it's just, you know, a major time in history. And I don't know that this is going, I don't know that the pandemic is going to be the only thing that ushers in the big changes that, the stars are talking about like I don't know that we're done with big events I don't want to scare anyone but <laughs> but there's just so many big shifts in the stars and big, big well, in a way, sets and um you know I 
I just, I get the sense that everyone's trying to go back to life as normal. So I'm like, if we do that, then the cosmos are going to shake us up again. Like it's just going to keep hammering us until it's forced, you know? So I don't know. I don't know what else might be coming, but I just don't know. <laughs> it's been such a weird. In some ways, I don't know how we bounce back to normal after this. Like the domino effect, it just seems yeah. like this is pretty catastrophic. And in fact, I was um, thinking about the word resilience this morning. And the fun thing about having a brother that's a linguist is you can text him at 6.30 a.m. and be like, resilience, let's figure this one out. <laughs> and, um, you know, the etymology of it, um, the... Latin word from the zillions part is salire, which means to jump back. Mm. And I was thinking, I don't, if resilience is about jumping back, I don't think I want to be resilient, you know? So it kind of led me down this rabbit hole of what, what is resilience? And, and then as I went down the etymology rabbit hole and, and thinking of, you know, then it brings up the word rebound. Yeah. And I thought of, instead of thinking of like a basketball that's bouncing back or something, I thought of rebinding. Like, what are we bound to? Yeah. And we need to rebind to something else. Um, yeah, I mean, that totally aligns with my theories in astrology. Because I, I put resilience with Aries and like spring energy. That like newborn is very resilient. And yeah. we're at an elderly energy with all these resets, which is wiping a slate clean, wiping a slate clean kind of thing like a death and a rebirth but that rebirth doesn't happen immediately there's sort of like the um purgatory type or something <laughs> that we're gonna go through and it's it's things breaking it's breaking apart it's breaking decomposition decomposition and rotting like we have to go through the rot yeah so yeah I mean, it's, I just, you know, like, I'm just wondering, I know that, like, this is definitely pushing us towards more technology, having to, like, like, right now we're using Zoom to do this instead of being in person, and I don't know, I'm just, I'm curious to see how this uh, new air, um, 200 years of air influence sort of plays out and what's going to push us into that ultimately and if that's already this what's happening I don't know I don't know if this is a superficial um yeah connection to make Ali so you can check me on this but I'm like as you're talking about 200 um years in an air uh kind of energy I was like yes because I've got a whole lot of air in my chart <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I am ready for air, like just to breathe and to like be blown by the wind, like that kind of freedom. Yeah. That I, that I well, associate like, with air. Me being whimsical and fantasy filled as I am, I'm like, well, maybe there will be an alien that will brave things and maybe they can come down in human form. Maybe there are humans that are aliens. I don't know, but like maybe some something will come and give us new wisdoms that will yes. kind of evolve how we live and our technological capabilities i don't know that's well, very whimsical but i love it though and i think in that sense it's like anything is possible it feels like yeah. when you're at this place of like things decomposing and you know things falling apart is now all of a sudden you know things that you didn't think were possible and you can see things that were being hidden by these structures and yeah. like there's so much that's possible and that everyone I'm excited because I feel like so much of what I've wanted to do in my life most of the time I get people telling me it's impossible and I'm just like I never believe them and yet I feel I haven't been strong enough until now to actually start to follow through like I've just felt like a weirdo my whole life so I've kind of like toned it down quite a bit and now I'm like I'm not toning it down because anything's possible now like people's expectations are blown out the window so it's like all right now's my chance to step in there and be whimsical and and you know make connections that 
people don't normally make and to illuminate all these things I've been thinking about for decades. It's like, so I'm, you know, personally excited and so far have been pretty untouched personally, other than just like, as much as I love my solitude, this isolation has had its toll on me. So that's been the hardest thing is just so much isolation and not having any human contact really. Yeah. So I'll I'll be glad when that's over, but yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. But that is you know one of the things that I think we're always going to have to take more seriously with how populated our world is. I know a lot of people are trying to finger point at China or China trying to blame others for this, and it's like well. It's inevitable. It doesn't matter where it comes from. With our population as high as it is, like disease is just something we're always going to have to be careful about. Right. And, um, I I hope we. I don't see, and I hope it's not so that like people just wear face masks all the time now. But I I feel like there might be less touching informally like the more hygienic things and which i am very happy for that because i don't know about other women but the unwanted touching from men as little or as whatever it is i'm like <laughs> please if this makes that go away yeah. i will be so happy <laughs> that my body <laughs> is not open to any dude who wants to tap or touch or whatever we're very glad yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to think. I haven't really talked about the Scorpio full moon. We've been talking about the values with Taurus kind of shaking up. So, you know, the full moon is more of like a blip for a couple of days, but um, it is sort of illuminating. But I, th I even though it's it's only highlighting a couple of days, it's still really potent and something to be aware of because on the other side of like personal value it's how we um share how things are redistrib redistributed um resources so like we did kind of touch on that with like how there's some disappointment with how the government's doing that um but yeah, I mean, things right now are being illuminated. We're kind of processing, we're entering a yin phase um, through the full moon around Scorpio issues. So it's observing, it is um, witnessing, it's drawing things out that are mysterious around power and around control on a personal level that sort of just really being able to identify, um, you know, how, how you may have blocks that have prevented you from being empowered or how you maybe hoard power. Everyone has issues around Scorpio stuff um, and power. So it, it's just a time to observe and um, in that more subtle feminine way, uh, be able to sit with and watch and witness our patterns rather than be assertive about it. And on a societal level, it is watching our governments. And by observing them, by witnessing what is happening with redistribution of resources, we naturally process and break that down. So it's just like really paying attention, being aware, witnessing. Um, I love that um, that just illuminated a piece of just like that feminine energy and strength that we're talking about is is the paying attention rather than getting attention. Yeah. You know, the masculine is all about getting attention. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, and that builds things and the feminine breaks them down because it witnesses, it's observing. So that is the power that Yin has, is we do have the power to make change and create evolution. I really feel like evolution is more creative with 
feminine than masculine. I feel like masculine is more involution and feminine's evolution. Um, and it's because of that witness, that observation that breaks things down, you know, we absorb. I love that. And I think in some ways, cycle, you know, right. And I think in some ways that's why we fear that feminine energy, like breaking down does not sound good. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Uh, we're, we're scary, like right now that should be valued like we need to break it's scary obviously but like yeah and I feel like what's happening that's what I'm finally doing personally is like yeah. I feel like I've been on the cusp of breaking down and I'm like no like really break it down and like like just no more of the old ways um jump off the cliffs see how you fly because you will fly you might be a little wobbly but like break it down and um and just also that perspective of breaking things down and really seeing what's there yeah and in a feminine way doing this kind of feminine analysis that feels very sensual and like rather how does it look but how does it feel you know how does and and scorpio is the fixed water sign so that's still waters run deep and if you think about it, like if you think of like, um, I was gonna post about this on Cosmomies tonight, so I'll just regurgitate what I was mulling over in my mind. But like those, I don't know how you pronounce it, but this Cino, Cetones, uh, what are they in Mexico? The water holes? That oh, um, cenotes. Cenotes, yeah. Yeah, way off. Okay, so the cenotes. Um, you know, I think of those, of how some of them go so, so deep. And if you allow your emotions to get really calm, you can go really deep into them. And you may find ancient ruins that you didn't even know were there from like genetic memory or, you know, like there's so many mysteries down when you can get calm emotionally and dive deep. And so that's also like, a Scorpio thing with this full moon is like doing that slowly and really taking it in what what's down deep in those mysteries of your life. <laughs> I love that analogy right now because I feel like if I would have a year ago what you now not have home. And I appreciate Ali. <laughs> witnessing me earlier in our pre-conversation when I first drew the Sekhmet card and about being strong and she said yeah you're kind of emanating that energy and I was like yeah I feel like I'm finally strong enough to to go deep and to let things break down in a calm way yeah a year ago I would not have been calm like it my world would have been over So it's nice to come. And that's for the first time me associating Scorpio with calm. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it dep- I feel like in, in a waning moon, Scorpio is calm. A waxing moon, Scorpio is pretty intense and could be vindictive. And, you know, but I feel like the waning Scorpio is sort of like, calmly powerful and willing to observe and yeah like do the deep processing that we actually like Scorpius you know Scorpius in the yin part of the year and a yin sign and so it's more natural for a Scorpio moon to be waning Mm. but yeah I mean there can be the waxing energy is I don't know, the more sting, the sting from the scorpion. <laughs> I'm just a little numb now. <laughs> I'm just going into this a little less excited about things and that sort of like over the top excitement. But yeah, no, the calm feels really good. So even though, I don't know, sometimes I wonder because I live alone and don't have a lot of interaction with people, I'm like, am I calm or am I like deep down freaking out? <laughs> Look at, you know, like follow the threads of mystery. It, Scorpio is very mysterious. It's going to draw you, like it's alluring. It's going to seduce mm. you in. So like follow those mysteries that are kind of alluring and you might find, you know, it rules 
esoteric things, which I've really been diving into this week, um, outside of astrology and tarot and stuff, I haven't really gotten into very occult things, and I'm diving in right now, and it, I think that's sort of a Scorpio thing that's drawing me in, and I'm, you know, when I made the analogy of, like, maybe you'll find an ancient ruin, I'm like, I feel like this is connecting me to ancient knowings I've already had because I already have the questions that these are directly answering. So I'm like, I was already in there and I'm just yeah. following that thread of mystery and it's pulling up ancient ruins that I forgot about because they were in past lives or sorry, I'm getting whimsical again. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I was just about to jump in and say, I feel the same way. Like I feel yeah. like, you know, as I've been spending more and more time alone and like being less and less social, especially, you know, like that I feel like what I'm writing and reading is like coming from some other place and it feels very esoteric and like yeah. mysterious and, and yet so familiar. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, this is, or like I'll start making connections that I normally wouldn't have. And yeah. There's some memory there that's being uncovered that you don't know when it happened, but it is there. Yeah, and I love, I think I've just been thinking in context of, you know, this life, but I'm definitely now realizing like, you no, know, these, these things, like I did not learn in this life, that's for sure. Like, especially with my background. <laughs> like, I've just known that inside and now I'm finally finding sources and other things to help me articulate it and weave and put things together um to piece it back together you know i feel like these things that have been lost i'm trying to remember if you wrote something recently ali about just you know grief of things lost mm. and i feel like i'm tapping back into that too like part of the finding those ruins is like what have we lost yeah you know, and can we piece some of that back together in this new way? And I feel like especially around the feminine uh, strength and yin values, you know, that once was, we once had that as humans. We knew and we were more familiar with it and trusted it more. And we were much more in connection to subtle, subtle realms, for sure. I mean, I think there's always been a bit of a history of women not I mean there's there's definitely different societies and peoples where matriarchs have the power but in general from the human history we have which I'm not convinced that there isn't further back history but <laughs> uh, generally women have gotten the shit end of the stick <laughs> For a very long time. But, but we were, as a people, before agriculture and, you know, even early civilizations, though, were much more connected to subtle realms, like ancient Egypt and Samaria and Assyria and Babylonia. Like, um, they were connected to more subtle realms, and we've really shut that out. Yeah, I, and it's still, I think I live in such a bubble, it's still so surprising to me. Like, I had a friend the other day um, talk, uh, he was doing an online thing and talking to a group of, I'll just say, creatives and artists. And he, you know, started talking about some of his past art that had a lot of, like, brooding dark shadows in it and that he was joking like you can tell you know what kind of headspace I'm in if there's more light in my photo like if there's too much dark I'm in a dark place and he was talking about it in a negative way and I was like are we still just really thinking of dark as bad and yeah. negative and to descend is this terrible thing and it's like when are we gonna collectively we do it every 24 hours we do it every year it's yeah. part of the cycle and it shouldn't be thought of as evil and bad and depressing you know like when people just talk about it as even depressing 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Or if someone is taking more time for themselves that they're like somehow depressed or something's wrong with them. We definitely need to reorient around some of that. Like, I don't know. Sure. The darkness can take people to more depressed places, but it, it has so much value and beauty that we don't really give it credit for or pay attention to and, um, because it's scary because it's a i mean well, we you have, have to use different senses you have right. to use different senses and if you're not used to doing that then yeah it is like uh, not uh admired place to be well yeah and i think you know it's you know, all the jokes and memes going around about, you know, how introverts, you know, they've, they're realizing they've been living their whole lives in quarantine. <laughs> and I, and I think what's so, you know, introverts, I being one of them, like, I'm just more fascinated by the interior life and like, you know, thinking like I've mentioned before on this podcast that like, something that's fun for me is to just sit on my couch for a couple hours and just think, <laughs> um, like, I think about words and things and ideas and watch emotions move through me. Like I'm just very curious about that inner life and inner thoughts. And, um, and in our culture in America, we very much value the extrovert yeah. and the social person and the Andrew Carnegie, how to win friends or whatever is like, you know, and if you're, if you're a quiet person and like to work on your own, you're still stigmatized and seen as asocial. And like, people are always shocked when they, when I tell them I'm an introvert because I'm a nice person and introverts are supposed to be like depressed and hate people. And, and so I just feel like what this whole situation is doing is teaching us the value of going inward, doing the descent, learning how to know even know yourself and sensing into your intuition and there are other ways of knowing i think it's teaching us a lot you know the u.s in particular is a very um it values independence and it values the self and the um yeah just just your your ability to be free and independent and a self versus communal things and more you know like a lot of the eastern countries are much more community oriented and group oriented and um they relate their self to their community and i feel like if you go too extreme on either end, you, you know, like I, I'm very much so into polarities and that is a polarity communal versus, um, in, independence. And, um, so too far one way or the other, you're going to get pathologies. And I think we're seeing a lot of the U S is pathologies around independence and we're starting to see in a practical crap. <laughs> gosh i can't talk in the um practical tangible way the value of more communal focus and how fragile we actually are by a virus that can devastate us and that we really need to be a little bit more group and social focused with um what we value you know that's another way I think values are going to change is being a little bit more communal. Well, it's interesting because I'm thinking, you know, like we have this extrovert culture, but it's, it's all about being social so that you can get ahead yourself. That it's like, it's, it, it's about identity and the person and the ego and it's about self, you know? Whereas I feel like that inner life is, I always relate to kind of the inner life to the domestic life. And that's where you do have a really intimate communal aspect, especially if you're in a family. Mm -hmm. I live alone, so it's just me and that's my community at home. But it's like, I feel like we've been living this social life that has no roots, that everyone's out and about, but it's all about me. It's all about me. 
you know, and we're seeing, you know, all these protests of not wanting to be in quarantine or wear masks. That's like our U.S. pathology in plain sight of like, give me freedom or give me death, man. Like, that is our pathology. <laughs> it's so nuts. And I think, you know, like some people are clearly not observing and paying attention, but I think a lot of people are. And I think that's these shifts I'm talking about with Taurus and values and breaking out of the old constructs and being tired. I, I think that's another perspective that it's having that's adding to new vision for the future and hopefully shifts our US pathological issues <laughs> at least a little bit. Man, they're so deep. They're they're very deep. It's going to take some time, everybody. <laughs> but um, I feel like we've been going for quite a while. I can't see a time on this recording, so I have no idea. But I feel like we're probably in, I can't either. Yeah, probably you guys are probably sick of us now. So. <laughs> um, I feel like I've said my piece. Do you have anything to add before we peace out? <laughs> no, that's it. I'm exhausted from all of this full mooning, so. Full mooning. Sure everyone. Yeah, happy full mooning, everyone. I, I don't know if I'll get it up quite in time for full moon, but full moon lasts a few nights, so yeah. still happy full moon. <laughs> right, and Allie is taking quiet time, so. <laughs> well, I'll try and get this up within the next 24 hours, but um, it'll probably be up Thursday, which will be during the full moon, but it will have hit its peak already, so. Perfect. Yeah, maybe there will be some reflection of what we've said. Be like, oh, that's what happened. <laughs> it will be good hindsight. Hindsight, yeah. All right, happy Tar season and full moon, everyone. <laughs>